Christy, welcome back to part two. Um, you're also a musician. Uh, I'd love to hear more about your music, uh, what you play, and has music at all played a, a part in your own recovery? Yeah, so um, I've played both viola and piano um, since a, I was a young child, and that was something that was always very important to me. Um, growing up, I played in the orchestra in high school. I played in the orchestra all through college, and even in medical school, I played in um, local professional orchestra. So I played at a decently high level. And then once my medical career got going, um, unfortunately, I didn't really have time for music kind of fell out of my life. Um, but then I picked it up um, actually a few years before this benzodiazepine experience. I um, started playing my viola in the praise band at church. And that was something that was really important to me. And I was became no longer able to do that after the, um, the benzodiazepine um, during those years that I was really sick. And I would say um, after I was about a year off recovered from benzodiazepines, my husband actually started he's also a musician actually plays the viola and piano too. And he, I think one of his ways of dealing with my illness, he started practicing his viola and piano. And then kind of, I think that and kind of inspired me to get back into it after I was feeling well enough. So like during the pandemic, we started um, playing piano duets um, and then, um, you know, once we could start doing um, group things again, back in um, January, I, I joined uh, the Fort Worth Civic Orchestra. And so I played a couple of concerts with them. And so it's really been nice to, um, to get back to my, my musical roots. And I mean, I think it's definitely been helpful in my recovery, because it's, you know, it's using my brain in a way it hasn't been used in a while. And it's just, it's just so nice that I can, you know, do things like that again. Yeah, absolutely. And it's really on a personal note for me, really um, inspiring and reassuring to hear that you've you've played live because that's something that I really miss. And I, I dream of getting back to that. But I'm I, I know that it's going to be um, somewhat of a challenge with the CNS uh, wanting to flare up with the initial nerves um, of, of playing live. So to hear that you've, you've done that really um, is great to know. For other doctors out there that deny um, that this is an issue or for doctors listening that want to become more informed, what, what would you say to them? So I would say that um, you really are going to need to edu educate yourself on this matter because currently doctors are not getting that training they need on benzodiazepines in medical school, but, you know, there's becoming more and more, um, continuing medication, continuing medical education talks available on the subject. Um, you know, we're starting to get some information into the medical literature. Uh, but I would just start with, you know, what I said before reading the Ashton manual, always a good place to start. And then, uh, the two websites, benzoinfo.com and also benzoreform.org have information for both patients and prescribers. Brilliant. Thank you. Um, and something that I did want to ask before um, with regards to other people that are, that are going through this um, or, or uh, support sort of systems around them, uh, be it friends, family, colleagues, what what kind of very pragmatic things helped you in the sense of uh, things like nutrition or exercise or relaxation techniques? What were some of the key things that you found, or maybe even some of the things that made it worse? What, what was the, the journey of that for you? 
Yeah. So I think in general, time has been the greatest healer, but obviously there's a lot of things that you can do to support yourself along the way. I mean, I've kind of taken the approach of, I don't want to add any medications that I don't need into my body unless, unless there's just really some, you know, major need for it. Like I need an antibiotic for infection or something like that. And I'm, I'm on, um, you know, a hormone blocker for my, I have a history of breast cancer. So I, you know, I take that because that's something necessary for me. Uh, But, you know, I, I don't take a ton of supplements unless I have some, you know, vitamin deficiency because, you know, certain things have made me worse. Like I had a high dose B12 supplement that actually kind of set me off earlier um, when I was still tapering. So, I mean, you just kind of have to be careful about anything that you add into your, into the mix and just add it slowly. You know, I I take vitamin D because that was slow and, you know, things like that. And then I just, I try to follow a, a generally healthy diet. I don't really generally espouse any particular plan. There's so many different things you can do out there with diet, but generally try to watch the carbs and no processed foods and low in sugar. And, you know, I try to get some level of physical activity every day, but mainly it's just like walking the dogs and I'm not doing hardcore exercise, but some, you know, some general strengthening. And then, you know, just basically, I think getting back to my life and usual activities has been a form of therapy and, you know, the music, like we talked about it, it's just basically just getting my life back has been helpful and just feeling like me again. Yeah, absolutely. As you say, a kind of form of therapy in its own right. Um, you actually just made me think of a question that, again, I hadn't written down, but I, I I, would love to ask you because it's it's something that has been on my mind an awful lot. And I imagine for a lot of people as well, which is the subject of medications. Um, I very early on into after having cold turkey, um, the benzo, I was then prescribed an antibiotic. And a couple of years into that, because I didn't know it was benzo withdrawal, I was prescribed an antidepressant because doctors at the time thought it was something called central sensitization, um, which it was. My CNS was oversensitized, but obviously because of the benzo. And so they prescribed me an antidepressant and just one tablet instigated um, akathisia. So within an hour of taking one antidepressant, my, my muscles started doing this. They took me straight off the drug, but I had that symptom every day since and of course it, it sort of terrified me about all kinds of medications and I have a friend who had pretty much recovered from her benzo injury was given one or took one antibiotic and ended up um, with a far worse um, recovery period for over a year that she she just about survived how how do people in our positions manage this because there's no test that we can go and get to sort of see where we're at in our recovery journey or how sensitized our CNS currently is or how to map that out with, with our genetic makeup or anything. How do we approach the, the area of medications and sort of make informed decisions about what we can and can't take and when we're safe to take things? Yeah, I mean, I think that's really hard and it's sort of up to the individual person to be discerning because we, we really just don't have research um, to tell you. And I, I feel like every time I take something, it is sort of, it is trial and error because I don't know how my body's going to react. I mean, I kind of have some general rules for myself. Like I said, I, I just research the heck out of anything before I put it in my body. I see, you know, what are the side effects? If, 
if there's um, if there's a patient forum that's talking about the medication, I'll, I'll go look at that. Now I know uh, I know a lot of doctors don't like you to do that, but you know the patients really know how these medications affect them, and it was useful for me with benzodiazepines. So you know I've I've done that before, and but you know when it, like I had a, my neighbor's cat bit me last year and cat bites are serious. I could have lost my hand. So I definitely took antibiotics for that. So it's kind of like a risk of benefit analysis that you have to go through with any given thing. And, you know, it was a pretty strong antibiotic and it flared up my, I didn't feel good for while I was on it. It flared up some of my benzo symptoms. And I just kind of, I just kind of took it because, you know, that beat losing my hand. And then, you know, once I was off the medication, then, you know, my symptoms went back to, to normal. So yeah, it's really just thinking through that risk benefit and every scenario that you go through. Yeah. And, and I think one thing that we've all learned from, from benzos is that um, follow your intuition, do your own research. Um, and I think, unfortunately, that is that's something that I found as well, that doctors have sort of laughed at me and shunned me for saying, oh, I, I researched this or I went to look at this and I was sort of told, well, don't trust Dr. Google. And I'm thinking, well, if, if I had trusted Dr. Google initially, I would never have been in this position. So I think it's about balance and, and not, not sort of um, caving in to people perhaps shunning you for doing that because at the end of the day, we're all responsible for our own health. And if you feel you need to go and research something, then then go research it and maybe get second and third opinions as well. Yeah, no, I think that that's perfect. We are all responsible for our own health. And I mean, I think doctors are beginning to expect that nowadays that patients are very educated and that's just, that's just the way things are going to be. And the thing, the way that things should be, I mean, we, we shouldn't just go in blindly anymore to our doctors accepting on faith that they have our best interests in mind. I mean, they, they can present us options and they know a lot, but in the end, you know, we're the only ones capable of really deciding what's best for our own bodies. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and final question. We both know just how dark and terrifying this journey can be, um, especially at the beginning stages, and especially if you're not really aware of, of what's going on. Is there anything you can share both as someone who's been on the journey um, and as a doctor that might help comfort and reassure people, especially with regards to our body and brain's ability to heal? Sure. So, you know, I think you should look at this as you're going through an injury to your nervous system and just know that, um, you know, brains and the nervous system are, they have something called neuroplasticity, meaning there's an ability to change and to heal. So even though, you know, you're experiencing these awful symptoms now, things can and will get better. And I definitely had that experience myself, you know, and even if, like I said, I even still have some symptoms today, but things are much more manageable and things are, you know, I'm, I'm functional. So, I mean, I would just say that, yes, healing does happen and um, you have that to look forward to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thank you so much. I, I feel like there were many, many, um, many bits of information in, in this chat that are going to help so many people. Um, through the situation and um, just thank you for your time 
thank you for your courage speaking out about this um, as, as a medical professional, as someone that's been through this and, and survived and gone through a hellish journey for three years. Um, thank you. And um, I will, as I say, include all the links below. Um, and yeah, um, it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you. Well, great talking with you too. Thank you.